1: Well, after a long, successful weekend of baseball, the Phillies enjoyed a much-needed day off yesterday, a chance to relax and get off their feet for about 24 hours, but now it's back to work as they begin a tough three-game series against the National League Central-leading Milwaukee Brewers. The Phillies ride a uh, three-game winning streak into the series. The Brewers have won four in a row, should be a good one at the ballpark tonight. Hi again, everyone, and welcome into Phillies on Deck. I'm Greg Murphy, happy to be here with you today and happy to welcome in on this Tuesday night the general manager of the Philadelphia Phillies, Sam Fold, who has uh, joined us now. And uh, it, well, It's a busy time. You're running around uh, <laughs> like crazy, I bet. You need to catch yeah, your breath for I a second? I have a little out of breath. <laughs> give me I know the give the feeling. me 20 seconds i <laughs> know <laughs> no, the, the feeling kidding. uh hey thanks for being with us uh as always um it is a busy time of the year for you guys you know i was i was thinking about uh our conversation earlier today and uh thinking about you know y- you guys had the draft and now you have the trade deadline that looming um and and it's just it's that time of the of the season for you guys and and it keeps you i would imagine running around like crazy right
2: it does. July's July's one of those months with with especially with the yeah as you say the draft <coughs> uh, in the middle of our All Star break now yeah. it's um, it's a busy time it's it's really um, it's exhilarating and it's it's fun and, and wouldn't want it any other way but yeah it creates a lot of busy days and you know there's not a whole lot of time to to turn from that amateur draft process over to um, you know the deadline so yeah. we're starting to check in with teams start to have communication with with other clubs around the league and, and get a sense of what the end of the month might look like.
1: All right, we'll talk about the trade deadline in just a minute, but I, I want to back up and, and talk about the draft because we haven't had an opportunity to talk with you uh, or Dave uh, since the draft. Uh, Aiden Miller here today. Uh, what a thrill for the first-round pick to get out there on the field, take a couple of swings with the guys, and uh, and then it's off to work for him. Heading down to Clearwater, <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, just uh, your overall thoughts. What you liked about uh, that young man? He seems like a very poised and uh, uh, poised guy, and 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 a guy that's ready to go. It seems like.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think he's. You know, as as we know, he comes from a baseball family. His dad was drafted. His brother was a second round pick of the Reds uh, in twenty twenty. Uh, he hits with major leaguers in the off season at his dad's yeah. facility. So there's a certain extra level of comfort that I think he feels in an environment like this. And this was the first time I got a chance to to watch him play live and um uh, I just watched him take BP and and man he he just he yeah. fit in. I mean it was it, he was spraying line drives and and homers and and you know, ex, you know, gap to gap type power that I, I think like you you could throw him in any major league, you know, group and he would fit right in. It it was impressive. It's a quick bat. Um you know, just score, seemed to square everything up, and it, it really tracked with everything that our that our scouts said during the meetings and and, and on draft day. Just uh, you know, represented Team USA. You know, last summer and on many nights was the best player on the field, and and I think today was a good good example of how you could see that you know being the reality. Just um, physically is there. Uh, we'll continue to develop physically, but I think right. like the baseball talent there is real, and um, excited to see him get to work.
1: When you draft a high school player, a, a player coming out of high school, is, is there a built-in level of, hey, we've got to be patient with this guy because you know here he is nineteen years old as opposed to a twenty-three
2: year old coming out of college kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I think you definitely you know want to allow time for both you know physical and skill development. You know, there's um, yeah, there's certainly a little less pressure to. to climb up the the ranks um, but that's that's not to say that we won't hold him you know that we will hold him back if he performs I think uh, we will not be afraid to uh, push him and mm-hmm. um, th- there's a reason you draft these guys it's to put him in a major league uniform but have to be cautious uh, but also know that if, if he goes out and dominates that um, you know he'll earn promotions along the way and and, and there will be no like limit to how um, you know how quickly he can get here.
1: Uh, overall feeling as uh, the draft finished up, I, I would imagine the the organization felt pretty pleased with the the three days and, and what the talent you were able to add, it, add in. For sure, yeah. I mean, I, I, like
2: I, I know um, you kids and and amateur athletes are just getting more and more physical, but it sure seems like we have an extra <laughs> special group of athletes coming yeah. in. If you think about you know Aiden and and Devin Saltaban, our third rounder uh, from from Hawaii, who's a really physical you know toolsy type player, even with a smaller stature. Tyshon Walton, our fourth rounder, is, is a really physical kid who has tremendous power and tremendous like uh, strength. And for for an eighteen year old, it's it's really impressive. We've, our ninth round outfielder is a is a physical specimen who who you know flies like the wind at six four uh, and two thirty, and is sort of like you know slow to really play baseball. You know, um, consistently, I think ninth grade is about when he started really taking baseball seriously. So wow, <laughs> um, it, it is an elite group of athletes, and, and uh, obviously that only gets you so far but i think between the arms that we have who you know again like a couple guys are hitting triple digits and and maybe strike throwing will be the focus for them uh it's a gifted group and we just have to you know stay the course and, and hope that we can see some development out of them
0: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help All right, so
1: that's one way that you add talent uh, to an organization. The other, of course, is the trade deadline, and we all love to speculate about the trade deadline. Um, but, but, And I know we can't get into specifics, but I wanted to ask you, Big picture. Once an organization decides, hey, we're going to be buyers, or we hope to be buyers at the at the trade deadline. What's the process at that point? Yeah, you started to talk a little bit about it, reaching out uh, to different clubs. Is is that where it begins? It's just starting with the phone calls.
2: Yeah, I think the phone calls are their first step. You know, I think you you try to um, get information from other clubs and, and be honest and transparent with with you know in return. <clears throat> but once again, get am get a gauge of uh, you know where other clubs are and there's a lot of clubs at this point it seems like more than normal that are in that little sort of uh hybrid mode where they they're, they're sitting on the fence and not right. ready to to commit to buying or selling necessarily and there might be more of those on July 31st there might just be teams that are willing to trade out of their major league talent uh in return for major league talent you might see more of that this this deadline but uh, yeah that's really all you can do at this point um I'm I'm sure the the first domino well in theory Araldis a- was the first domino to, to fall, but I think there'll be um, more to come here in the next week, and then things will speed up. But it is tough to predict. I haven't been doing this very long, but it seems like um, the one thing that we know is whatever you think is going to happen, the opposite happens. (laughs) So uh, we'll we'll keep our head on a swivel and and expect the unexpected.
1: All right. well before I let you go, I want to ask you about Bryce Harper and playing first base and 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 we we know that it's going to happen at some point it's not going to maybe happen this series Rob said but perhaps it'll be pushed back a little bit remains to be seen but how important is it for you uh and Dave and your team to see Bryce at first to know whether or not that's an option for the remainder of the season
2: Yeah it'll be helpful you know I think uh what we've seen so far has been has been uh Good quality, you know, uh, work over there. But it's you know, there's only so much I think you can glean from right. from you know fungos and Bobby Bobby Dickerson does a great job of introducing kind of game like situations in that work. But but yeah, when the lights go on, I think is when you really get a an understanding of um, you know how somebody will perform. And there's a lot more to playing first base than just fielding grounders. There, I think um, there, there's some sort of uh, you know uh, more more detailed type. Uh, responsibilities in that role, pickoffs, um, you know, cuts and relays, right. uh, little things like that. They think you know Bryce having not having played there, really ever. I think he'll just that, that'll be a learning experience, but it'll be good for us to get a sense of it um, whenever whenever he gets out there on the dirt, and we're all looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think we're all looking forward just to see it, and and I got to imagine for Bryce, uh, as excited as he may be to get out there and and want to help the team probably a little bit of apprehension that goes along with it as well since he's never done it before. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's a prideful guy that wants to yeah. be great.
2: Right. Well, and I think he cares about winning as much as anybody. Yeah. And he doesn't want to, um, you know, put himself in a position where he, where he's not helping us. We know that he's, you know, in a lot of ways w- will be better when he gets out there, but he, he, he knows that it's, I give him a lot of credit for like being yes. open to it in the first place. Yeah. Cause not every, not every player would um, even make that, take that step. So, I think at the end of the day, he'll uh, he'll be comfortable and and be um, you know the special athlete that he is. I think he'll pick up on the position really quickly. Sam Fold,
1: never enough time to be quite honest with you. <laughs> There's so much more we could be talking about, but we'll uh, talk with you guys again uh, next Tuesday. Always appreciate your time.
2: Sounds good. Phillies
1: general manager Sam Fold here on the show. We're going to take a quick break, but more to come here on the Phillies Radio Network.